there are probably a couple Mormons who are ready to fall out of the religion. And then he came along and they were like, dude, never mind. The prophet is delivering. Like, he's on the way. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we are a sleeper pick. I'm Jordan. Haley's here. Harry's here. And later on, we have Zach Schwartz from Wave TV. Make sure to follow Zach on Twitter at Zach, Zach, Zach. With a and C. Now, no, wait. With a C. H. With an H. With a C-H. <laughs> yes. Not Have a y'all ever met as uh, just a Z-A-C? I don't think so. Me neither. I've met a Z-A-K. Mm-hmm. Chaotic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I no longer know him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get to Zach, Jordan, I haven't told you this yet, but we were talking to Peter today and he was telling us this story where he was wearing his Spencer's hat and in Brooklyn and like taking his infant baby for a walk and this woman was jogging beside him and turned around and was like spinsters <laughs> Isn't I literally if you're that person wow we love you thank you <laughs> wow. I, think, I do feel like he might have made that story up I don't think so little morale boost People love us, we're, Haley. Yeah, we're, we're Accept the, it. We're in the streets in Brooklyn. I'm around people. People do that. Happens to me almost every day. <laughs> okay, Harry. Okay. <laughs> no, but that anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube so Jordan and I can make more money, please. And then our Twitter and Instagram are at Spencer's Show. After the break, Zach <laughs> and the draft. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Something. I was like, what do we say? <laughs> when you're scouting prospects, you need a powerful partner. You need Indeed. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash Spensters to learn more. Harry, why don't you go through some of the news and say, is this real or fake? Since literally none of us know it, I guess. Okay, I'll, I can make a few up. You can, yeah, and no do the idea. Detroit thing too, because I honestly like kind of saw what happened, but I didn't fully see what happened. I, um, I was busy today. I had to take Elfie to the vet. I had to Do you go get? to the doctor. She's fine. She had right. these bumps. On her like stomach, like where her legs are at, and sh- mm. they got bigger yesterday. So I put Aquaphor on them, and I just wanted to check because we live in the country. So Poison oak or something bitter. Yeah. Yes, like something exactly. Um, but basically, they were like, when she goes out in the morning and the grass is still wet, it's like essentially giving her these bumps, which huh. I didn't even. Yeah. So now they've got an antibiotic and. That's good because I get to give her these big scoops of peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) She likes that. So problem solved. Nothing's really wrong. But yeah, that took up a good deal of my day today. And Love Island is back on episode two. So I wasn't really on Twitter today that much. Fair. (laughs) Very fair. Fair enough. Just a little (laughs) bit about me. Okay. (laughs) Priorities, very important things in your life. Elfie mm-hmm. and Love Island, so mm-hmm. we we totally understand. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Okay. I just had to come up with a few fake ones. Um, okay, let's start with uh, one of the bigger pieces of news for the the kind of one of the ones that have some big reverberations. The Timberwolves traded D'Angelo Russell for Malcolm Brogdon and a second round pick. No, I've no. got texts about this. I, you sure? Say again what the trade would have been. Didn't you just <laughs> trade up it was D'Angelo, Ru- or it is D'Angelo Russell <laughs> for <laughs> uh, Malcolm Brogdon and an unprotected second round pick. That is funny, but no, that's not accurate. <laughs> it would be really great timing for D'Angelo Russell because everyone has been talking terribly about him and not that he was on the Warriors, but I don't think that's true. Well, as I pointed out, there's a long line that kind of ends with him at this moment of people who have made, well, he didn't make a start in Minnesota, but everyone else that I'm about to say did, made their start in Minnesota, left, went elsewhere, or was traded elsewhere, won immediately after. And thanks to him, Andrew Wiggins was able to continue that long line. I think next, it's not necessarily because I went KG, right? He left, won with Boston, made the Wolves terrible enough to <laughs> get the pick that they eventually traded. Who did they draft? They drafted somebody, traded for Kevin Love. He left, won with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, be- for him to leave, Cleveland traded away Andrew Wiggins. You might remember his very confused, sad spot on SportsCenter where he said, I just want to be with who wants me. And I was like, I identify with that guy. And that's the last time I ever said that. <laughs> because then I got fresher with him for years. He leaves and wins. Uh-huh. But I don't think D'Angelo Russell actually makes sense as the next one because all of those guys basically started their career yeah. in Minnesota. So I think it actually has to be Andrew Edward- Anthony Edwards. Or Cat. Oh. Or cat. Or cat. But I don't cat know if they not- would get rid of him. I think he's just there forever. Like he's just gonna. He's a Timberwolf. He's dug himself a hole of being yeah. like I'm a forever guy. Not that yeah. that doesn't have to mean anything. You're not bound. True. To Carl. Just. Uh, I'd rather be Anthony Edwards at least because oh, I don't 100%. care about cat that much. Get get Ant a ring. Get Ant. Get Ant an Oscar too. He was lovely in Thank Oscar. Thank you. Lovely. So he is so bright. His future is he's great. He's he just makes me smile watching him do anything. He's just awesome. Good old Agreed. Kermit. Hermit. Kermit. Uh, Kermit. I feel for D Lo. I like all of his numbers are down. He, like he's he's uh, as efficient as he can be, but like I don't know. I thought he was gonna be so good when he came in. And it seems like he's been in the way of himself some of the time. I really thought him with the Warriors would have been this really fun thing. Obviously, that didn't pan out. So it's interesting. Well, even when they acquired him, though, like you had to think that they were just doing that to then gather that piece and kind of Danny Ainge it and like hold on to it a little bit. It yeah. never seemed like that was their final destination for him. Danny Ainge he, is like 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 flips players like houses. He he, he puts it. Well, but he, new, he's obsessed with assets. So that's a new grout. Re- redoes things, paints some walls, refloors the place, then he flips them for more, right? Okay. So now that's an HG. Yeah. <laughs> now that's an HGTV show I would watch. Why has no one pitched that yet? Danny Ainge, HG, flip. flip this 
Flipus and Danny Ainge. That's great. <laughs> oh, we should pitch that. May, I'm, we might have you cut this out, Harry, just in case we want to like pitch it. Um, <laughs> that, we were uh, going to do that later on. Players that we originally were high on. Oh, I can't should wait. We just I'm do that now yeah. because oh, we, you, were, we you brought up D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Uh, well, I was. Good. Well, I have quite- were. In retrospect, mine are fucking stupid. Like I was like, why would it, what, did I think any of these players were going to be good? I can't anyway. wait to hear. Thanks. <laughs> no, because I, I have mine that are so bad. The well, okay. So I, I have a question about my. Well, you are correct. It was made up. Who is actually saying no to that trade? Um, the wolves out of pride. <laughs> <laughs> They're very proud people. Uh... Does Brogdon play off Anthony Edwards? Better than D'Angelo Russell? Um, no. I think or that we will better? find throughout Malcolm Brogdon's career that he will play up to any situation. Hmm. He's I proven so. to be that kind of guy already. And I just think he's, this is not a perfect one to one. And I literally just made it up on the spot, but so give me some grace. But he's kind of in a spot and has always been in a spot where he's like reduced to a far lesser clay just type of thing where it's mm. like we're never really going to know what this guy can do because he's um, next to people that should be given more allowances hmm. I agree. in my opinion yeah all right next one sources close to me say that <laughs> <laughs> that the Atlanta Hawks are operating with the goal of trading John Collins before Thursday uh, before the draft before the draft. Before the draft. I think that this is true because I think every single, any free agency, any trade, John Collins' name is there. All, yeah. I feel like every single time. So I don't know if I'm wooed by just his name being there, but that sounds true to me. Yeah, I'm piggybacking off of Jordan. I like John Collins. I think he's very fun to watch. My favorite thing that's happened with this Hawks team was when behind the scenes, there are rumors that John Collins is getting pissed at Trey Young for doing too much. And Trey Young was like, cool, you handle it. And everyone's numbers <laughs> went in the toilet. I loved that shit. Uh, it does seem like there are fit issues. John Collins, maybe with Trey or whatever, but um, I don't know what they're going to get out of the draft. It's not going to set them back. They're kind of in a weird middling place in a sort of way. So I'm, I'm, I believe that they want to do that. I just don't know what they think they could get. Yeah, yeah I don't know that they should rush because the right now, no, I think everybody is fine. I, I say that, but maybe not. They're a young team. As long as you remain a young team and, and you don't regress, like, then it's okay to like take some time to figure it out. Not that this is like one for one, but would you rather have Miles Turner or John Collins <laughs> with Trey Young, if you're Trey Young? Oh, if you're Trey Young. Um, Miles Turner, I think. I think so too. I think he can do a little more. Two threes, yeah. Yeah, that was my thought. Like he's still a good. He is a solid player, and I think he can kind of drop on any team. That's why he is in so many trade rumors every single time, because you can just be like, okay, can he fit here? Can he go here? Can he go here? Um, just to be that post presence. But honestly, I haven't forgiven John Collins for his terrible dunk contest playing. <laughs> catastrophe that happened yeah that has not left my mind and i really blame him for that so that's not looking good for him trade him <laughs> trade him just because mm. of that that one this one was real real yes okay fair 
next one kind of this was a uh the opposite of the first one it's not not a huge deal either way it's not rocking the boat but brad watermaker sent to the jazz for cash considerations does it hurt more if you are getting traded for cash considerate consideration <laughs> like not even an amount but they're Tell just me. like money. You're like getting traded for a bullet point <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's tough um i think that's real sure Yeah, I don't think it's real. That's never. That's, that's not, not something that gets brought up to be rumored because it's not important enough. There you got me. That's just something that happens as like a side. Yeah. Um, all right. Detroit has traded um, Jeremy Grant to Portland for a 2025 first round pick via Milwaukee. So like Milwaukee's 2025 pick. Um, that's it. That's the trade. Actually, we'll just, do, we'll, let me do a combo. Portland is also in pursuit of um, Toronto Raptors OG Ananobi, hoping to trade the seventh, the seventh pick that the Trailblazers have for OG Ananobi. So, so okay, let me ask you guys, uh, Jordan Haley, do you think OG Ananobi, Jeremy Grant, and Damian Lillard are even going to sniff the playoffs? Not even close. I don't think I don't it's either. enough. Like, it's still not enough. I don't know what who that person is, but Portland, I think they're still going maybe a first round, maybe in a couple years, but they're not getting past that. The rest of the teams that are in the West. No. So I think it's real, but I don't think it's – they need more. Yeah. That. That, I mean, that's the, the – I do know that that is a real trade now that you've said it. I did see that. Um which is a funny trade because he's Jeremy Grant's an NBA starter, but not to the degree that you're talking about Zach. Yeah, not at all. I like um, Jeremy Grant. I like OG. I, yeah, I just don't know what, if that's enough. What, where do you, if you're Portland and you're making what are perceived of as steals, and we can get into that a little bit because I don't know, this is like the steal that it looks like on its uh surface but mm -hmm. it's definitely like a good deal for them um if you have Damian Lillard you want to please him you want to surround him right away but if you're making a trade like this that is perceived by everyone as completely one-sided mm -hmm. and it's still not pushing what, what would the phrase be there pushing the pushing the needle, needle. moving the needle pushing the needle moving the needle moving the needle yeah okay yeah, Pushing moving the needle. Then what? Do you, what the fuck are you gonna do? I'll be honest. Know. They're in such a tough and shitty spot because that, like, I think if you're in the four spot in this draft, you could still get Jaden Ivy. Like, there's intriguing players all the way to four for me, maybe even to five. But like at seven, you're sort of in that no man's land. Like I remember when the Lakers had that pick and they got Julius Randle. It was sort of tough, but like it worked out okay. Julius Randle still wasn't like. Julius Randle that we've seen how he can be, but yeah. it's just not a good position. And I just don't think there's a world where they can rebuild this team with Damian Lillard on it to have him succeed. He's got to go somewhere else. They need to trade him, get assets. Do you guys know who Detroit wants with all of this space that they've created? They do essentially did this to create a fuck ton of space. Um, they've succeeded. I think that's totally fine. You don't want to re-sign a guy 
whatever. You're allowed to make one-sided what are on their heads, one-sided traits. You're allowed to do it. Like mm-hmm. as a front office, if we went back in retrospect, we'd see all kinds of little trades like this that actually really added up for a team. Sometimes you just need to clear room to bring someone in. And if you cut somebody who's like not your final vision or the the would make up for who you're bringing in, then it's fine. Whatever. Just do it. So, I'm just here to let you know I support you. So, so the idea would be they would make space to try to get Bradley Beal? No. Aiden. Oh. That, if you think about it, that's the most Pistons thing they could possibly do. Go <laughs> after somebody who has perceived attitude issues, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. I don't know what happened. I'm not Aiden. saying he has an attitude problem, but I've heard some stories. Um, I think we've all probably heard some stories. You could like search it on Twitter. Aiden attitude, whatever. Stories would come up. Mm. And he also is somebody who cannot be the most important piece on a championship team or even a winning team. So that's very Detroit like mm. for them to go after him. Aiden and Kate yeah. is fun if it's like 1993. <laughs> <laughs> I know? I immediately went back in time. Like I think that would be better in another era. I agree. Yeah. I don't I you said like sometimes it's okay to clear space. Why doesn't Portland do that? Like exactly. they need to do that. They need to take that advice and just kind of start over, even though that makes me really sad for Damian Lillard. But I don't know if, even though it is one-sided for Portland, I still don't think it helps them. But good for Detroit. Good luck. Best of luck to you. Those are all the uh, the rumors with the other the one that I'm sure we've all heard, to be real, which is Kyrie's at a an impasse with just, uh, just delightful yeah with the with the debts and then there's like another thing out there about and his leverage is that KD would be really pissed and maybe request Which, a trade the situation as i've heard it is that he's saying i want the max for a number of years i can't remember right now and if you give me anything less I'm leaving, and also Kevin will leave with me, or he'll just leave. <laughs> I love the idea of him being like, "Come on, Kevin, we're leaving." And like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Literally, that might happen. The faith... <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, who says that if it's not true? Who the fuck would say that? Would threaten that? I mean, you have to be an all-time goober. But the thing is, he is. Like, we've seen time and time again that he has this way of um, of not extending his hand, I guess, is the polite way of saying it. I love this weeks ago <clears throat> when he said, I'm going to be a net for a long time or whatever. I was like, dude, you said the same thing with Boston <laughs> and just left. And I loved it then. And I love it now. I think... Kyrie, albeit I don't want the Lakers to pay him that much, but he would fit in really nice with like the Topanga Canyon moms. You know what I mean? They're like very like do a lot of mushrooms and hang out. And it's like earthy above Malibu, anti-vax. Like he would really fit in nice up there. You could have a really nice life up in Topanga Canyon. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. The incense capital of the USA. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Yeah. In a year, there's going to be like eight 
extremely mad Nets fans that are like, Kyrie stepped on the Net logo. <laughs> he <laughs> no, stepped on sure. Ned the Net. All six well, of that's them. The, the, I wish that all the Kyrie stuff gets grouped <laughs> together, and that's what kind of annoys me. Is like not every some of the things that other people say. Oh, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. I don't agree with. Like, if you want to mm. say. I'm going to be a Celtic for life. And then you feel like you no longer fit with them. That's fine. And if you are a normal person, you can see where that would be fine because we're all allowed to leave our jobs. We're all allowed to say like, this is actually no longer a good situation for me. I'm quitting my job or I'm breaking up with this person or I'm ending this friendship or whatever you have to do to like get away from a situation you don't feel like is helping you or is good for you or whatever. You just don't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. You can always go back on your word and start over. It's a really long life. Like that doesn't, especially with a career, I think that's fine. But then he does shit where he's like, and Kevin will come with me. <laughs> yeah. I just can't defend him because A, is that true? Like, do we, does anybody here have a line in with anybody who knows Kevin Durant where we could say, buddy, are you really going to let yourself like be represented like this? Just like I think on in somebody else's negotiation yeah that's the this is your part. career kevin durant you are one of the best you are better <clears throat> than kyrie irving like please do not let yourself be played around with like this mm -hmm. i think the idea would be like the nets are so bad with they'll lose kyrie they'll have nothing the the, the pantry is pretty barren as far as top tier blue chip free agents go that are not already tied up or that are you know that you'd have to trade for in some way, even if it's a sign in trade. So I think the idea would be then Kevin Durant would be like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to be here. Like I had to carry them already last year. Why would I do that again? Like Ben Simmons is going to help, I guess a little, oh, but like him. Same. he will be that, to him. And someone, Patty Mills. someone tweeted uh nets on vacation. It was a picture of Ben Simmons fishing. And it was like, what from the vacation he already took this season. <laughs> I was like, damn, oh, they're God. so mean on the internet. <laughs> That's <laughs> a dark place. But yeah. that I, I agree with you, Zach, because that's what happened when James Harden left and when Kyrie was part time. Like Katie doesn't want, in my opinion, he doesn't want to be the only person there. He yeah. doesn't want to carry everybody. So if Kyrie leaves, then he's going to be like, OK, my plan completely blew up. I need to go somewhere else where I can team up with more people. I I also hear when Kyrie says he's going to be somewhere forever, that's a ding in my mind that oh he's about to leave immediately <laughs> like you do have the right to go back on your word but now his word is becoming the opposite of what he's about to do and that's that's not a good sign uh yes okay we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about the draft the right draft pick can take your team to the playoffs and beyond when you're scouting prospects, you need a powerful partner. You need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is the virtual interviews. A lot of people are working from home. They do not want to come into an office. And with Indeed, it saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash Spensters to learn more. 
Claim your credits at Indeed.com slash Spensters. Indeed.com slash Spensters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. God, Pilates kicked my fucking ass today. Linda. Linda is the name of your Pilates instructor? One of them, yeah. Linda Hope is the most extreme one. She's really intense and she's like so fit, but she's probably like 60 or something. And she's always wanted to do crazy shit. Like we'll be, there's the reform, like the reformer is the thing you lay down on, but there's all these like things you can hang off and stuff. And you'll just come into the class and she's like, I'm just experimenting to see if it's too difficult for you. And she's like upside down Mm. and her legs are like, you know what I mean? It's just intense. So yeah. I can't. Kind of. Honestly, started the day off a little wrong for me. Just the Pilates went too hard. Yeah, because some of them were too. The position was too hard for me to get into, so I never really even felt like I got anything. Right, out of it. you just take an L first thing you do it in the morning. Exactly. Yeah, I felt I defeated. Took the biggest L because I was on my walk and I was just enjoying life. La 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 la. It was humid in LA, which is so weird. Zach, I'm curious if you saw this too. Then it just started raining. And I thought it was something from the tree. And then it started raining and I sprinted with my ankle weights on because I couldn't mess with my hair. So I have my ankle weights. I'm sprinting down the street to get home. And there's this whole line of construction workers (laughs) that are just staring at me. Of course. Of course. And I was like, I'm literally running like this, trying to hold down my hair. Oh, and then I was hot. It was like 90 degrees and I was sprinting. That was a rough, was a rough way to start the day. Hair's still good. It's all right. It survived. I had a nice start to my day. Woke (laughs) up early, went to the car wash, got some coffee, came home. Made some videos. Nothing nothing crazy. Easy day. Harry? Not sprinting in the rain. (laughs) Nope. Um, Great. My day was my morning. <laughs> uh, my biggest problem with my morning is I ate a cinnamon bun way, mm. way too fast. Like <laughs> I just was like, I don't know. Like I, got, I, I usually on Wednesdays I call iced coffee Wednesday. I go get go get iced coffee and I go get um, uh, pastry. And this pastry, I like. It was go- I like threw it in the trash, like the empty bag on the trash can at the corner of the block I was at. Oh. Like, I just deleted it. Love and that. So, yeah, yeah. Deleted it. Uh, um, I, I have a policy. If I get food, takeout, whatever, if I am able to eat all of it in the car before I get to my house, those calories don't count. Okay. <laughs> but now, because it's impossible to eat like a full Taco Bell meal, realistically, just in that short of a window. But I can eat like a cinnamon roll, or mm-hmm. part of it, and then those just don't count. That's how that's how life works. I'm someone who who needs to be set like with my with my food and stuff. So if I'm gonna go back, especially at night, I'm assuming at night because you said Taco Bell. And if you're eating Taco Bell before <laughs> night, I am so concerned. But like I'll get the yeah. you know driving through whatever Taco Bell or pizza or whatever I'm picking up. And then I like to come back, have my whole TV or whatever set up before I start eating so I can fully enjoy the food. I don't like to eat 
on the go when I know I have something to like set up and enjoy. Mm. That's the dream, but I also don't like my food cold. Mm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what's my window here? How yeah, far away are we? If we're stuck in between, we're going to pop something on the phone and eat it in the car so that it's hot. I would hot over comfort Have situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. That yeah. makes sense. It's a tough life, but I get on. <laughs> um, yeah. See, a byproduct, uh, well, this is kind of a blessing and a curse for me is that because I'm a kind of extremely athletic and dexterous guy, it allows me to eat in all kinds of depraved and fucked up ways. Like I, I can like eat and walk, like uh, eat like a three course meal while I'm walking, you know, like I'm like juggling <laughs> the appetizers and stuff. So I do, I I just eat and walk like I'm psycho. Mm. Okay. Good for you, Harry. Good for you. Yeah. Well, anyway. um, I also have gotten over this, but I used to have this thing when I was young where I could not eat like in settings that I would perceive as like, Oh, I can't believe I'm bringing this up. This is so embarrassing. Like that had dirt or dust. I've told you, you couldn't this picnic. Um, yes, that's fine because it's grass, but not in dirt, not around dirt or dust or something. And so, like I, it was so bad that like I, when there would be westerns on the TV, like I wouldn't even want to eat because I just like huh. think about the dirt. That's because <laughs> like you telling me this. It's because like that, that. Those are your genes from the, the great grandparents that were in the dust bowl. And yeah, no, literally. <laughs> yes. back in, you know, no, literally. Yeah, probably. the ancestors are like, no, don't eat yeah. now. No dust. Get it away. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, probably. But I've kind, I've slightly got oh. over it. But I don't actually. I fully got over it. But I still like could not eat. Like, especially, like, in New York outside or if I was in, like, somewhere like WeHo or Venice or something if, and I'm walking, like, I don't think I mm. could do it. Interesting. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's wrong. But I just – there's certain things I can't eat. Yeah. If yeah. I, like, think the air is, yeah, dirty. I get that. Anyway, now we've gotten over my fucking freaky childhood thing. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the players we were wrong about? Yeah. Okay. Please. My – so I can start here. Um – I think the player that I thought was going to be much better than they were, who wasn't already like a uh, supposed to be great, was Malachi Richardson. Hmm. We were in the same conference, so I just watched a lot of Syracuse, and I also saw him at Beverly Hills, and I thought that it was a sign. Um, that was after he was drafted, though. Um, yeah. And does it kind of feel like does it feel like Q's guys are kind of always bad? Like outside of Carmelo Anthony, it kind of feels like all the Q's guys are kind of there's something mm. weird there. Yes. Um when we get to our draft junk science, I actually have something to say about that. Oh, sorry. Um a, an adjacent story of players who did not pan out. This is one of my favorite stories. I know I've told you guys all. Um separately and then probably together because it's honestly so funny is that my ex-boyfriend and I one time got into a huge argument about Chris Dunn because (laughs) he told me that he thought he was going to be an all-star in five years this was in 2017 oh wow and I was like this is ridiculous this is telling like this is a red flag like blah blah blah. we're just (laughs) whatever and um he bet me five grand and I texted Megan today Megan Schuster, because she was there. And I was like, did he say 500 or five grand? Like, it was five grand, right? 
it's five grand that he'd be an all-star in five years and that was 2017 so if you do the math i am owed five grand all i have to do is contact my ex-boyfriend <laughs> so is, I have it to worth, do. is it worth five grand <laughs> yeah is that worth it <laughs> oh what a 100 percent. like we're so friendly <laughs> but then it's like you know how do i let him know it, it's not actually a joke because i would like to see some of that you know be a man yeah. of your word yeah that's a good so anyway, story that is my the my favorite like who's wrong about um, and to be honest, I don't really know that it was entirely Chris Dunn's fault. I think Tom Thibodeau fucked him up by pulling him out literally every time he did something wrong. Mm. Um, there's the a Tom long Thibodeau list effect. Of, yeah, there's a long <laughs> list of that. A lot of guys, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, those are mine. Mm. Do you want, you do you want mine next? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> First one, Jabari Parker. Watched a lot of his high school mm. tape. Thought he was one. just gonna be. I was like that guy, surefire, superstar. Mm-hmm. Between the injuries and kind of the way he was built, it just it was like one of those things where it just didn't. It never worked out. I kind of feel sad for him because I'm like he just. It still feels like he should be so promising. Um, another guy, Justice Winslow. I really thought he was gonna yeah. be great. Like I thought he was oh, such a steal. My God. That's a good one. <laughs> I loved his game. He seemed so exciting. Uh, and they had other like they could have had Devin Booker now. Like if you think about like that Heat team, if they had Devin Booker, also how fun they would be. But um, the one, the last one was I was a huge Jimmer. This is one of my favorite stories. I was a huge Jimmer for that guy. Okay. Oh yeah. Huge Jimmer guy. Now, when I worked for the ASU basketball team, and this reigned true for the four years that I was there, Jimmer is the only player that our guys, when they would shoot deep threes, would say Jimmer. Like it wasn't it wasn't Steph, it was Jimmer. And it was like so baffling to me that these kids are these guys are like college star players and idolized or respected him in such a way. Granted, this is just Arizona State, so maybe that says its own thing. That being said, I was I thought for sure Jimmer's gonna be good then. During the offseason, I had to go to the gym and let someone in to do a pre-draft workout. And it was uh, Miles Simon was working out Jimmer Fredette ahead of the draft. Just to do some, they were in Arizona together, so he, he wanted to just get a workout in. And I set up the gym and just sat in the booth upstairs and watched. And Jimmer was fucking terrible. He, he could not hit anything from the NBA <gasps> three-point line. He looked super gassed coming up and down the court. To the point where I was like, oh, my, he's going to plummet in the draft and I wouldn't touch him. Like just in that one workout, that was my takeaway. And obviously that ended up being right. Um, He fell and then was never very good at the NBA level. But it was super interesting to watch that. I bet the Kings were at that workout and they're like, that's our guy. (laughs) Give give him to us. That's who we want. Also, maybe a record for back to back podcasts of mentioning mentioning Jimmer for debt, which is. That's a skeleton. That's a skeleton in everyone's closet. Everyone was like, "Jimmer's gonna be." Mm-hmm. He yeah. coached Kawhi in college. He like now Kawhi shifted onto him a little bit in that game. It wasn't like one on one Kawhi the whole time, but he gave Kawhi like forty two and twenty five the two times they played um, Jimmer's last year. So he was legit. Like he was good, and it was all you know the shooting, the hype around it, like it. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was yeah. definitely saying Jimmer was everything. He's changing basketball. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but man, we were Just all wrong. <laughs> too slow, I think. And then I think the NBA range was tougher for him than he maybe realized. 
gonna get uh, the shot off. Yeah. Hey, that off. too. You know how you just said Kool Aid? Okay. I'm gonna write this down. An off season thing we should do is which cult is which NBA team. Oh my god! Because I just watched that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Latter Day Saints like offshoot like the extremist group doc on Netflix. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Who are the branch? Okay. Di- who are the branch Davidians of the Western Conference? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Steve Kerr really has some David Koresh vibes, to it, and then just go in on that. That's I'm great. Sure that's gonna be yeah. Yeah, gonna that is me. an awesome concept, though. I'm writing it down. Jordan, um, who's yours? Yeah, I know these were all so good. I was a bad student, and I did not did not prepare. But the one that comes to my mind is mostly from the W, and I was the opposite i was proved i was proved wrong and i i I go with jackie young especially to today the all-star starters were just Mm. announced and jackie young is an all-star starter Mm. and when she came into the league she was drafted number one i was like i don't see it why was she drafted over arike gumbawale why does she come out of college early like i think her shot selection is terrible i was like anti Jackie Young for the aces and now she is rubbing it in my face (laughs) she's like doubled her stats from last year she's an all-star starter she's in the MVP conversation and that is like an F you to me because I I did not see it but I'm (laughs) I'm happy to be proved wrong I'm like yes you grew into who you were supposed to the team was the right fit but man I I was very wrong so mm. that's the one that comes to my mind. But all of these were really great on the NBA side. Yeah. Shout out to Jackie. Um, what about you, Harry? I've, I've got a few, and and I think they show all the different ways you can be wrong about <laughs> about NBA draft prospects. The first one and the one that I was like the most profoundly wrong about was Yi Jean Leon. I thought that dude was going to be a superstar. What year was that draft? 2008, maybe? Yeah. 2008. So I was in high school. And my uh, friend was, my friend Davis, who I think you met, no, Haley, for I sure. Like he was a huge fan also. He, dude, he was like a seven-footer. Davis was? Yeah. Why? I don't remember. I just remember him yelling, <laughs> I love, like all the time. I love the type of um, like sports fan who's so like, I found the like i am adam sandler and hustle like yeah. i found the next like guy yeah. who nobody else believes him but like you're not yeah. actually a scout <laughs> that's harry's brand I think. yeah, yeah. The, the, i i just i remember seeing clips of a one-on-none workout where he was like doing he's, i mean he was seven foot doing spin moves on and like dunking in like with supreme athleticism i really was like yeah this guy i think he went seven to the bucks i was like damn dude they just got their uh their <laughs> what they need steal <laughs> uh, who's on that bucks team oh andrew bogut yeah maybe? definitely andrew bogut yeah. honestly another offseason idea andrew bogut is the through line of a lot of failures in the nba mm-hmm. and i'll get back to you on that one but hmm. that's actually something sure. yeah he's I've, got some i've had that argument prepared for a while fascinating um political Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, as I was saying it, I was thinking maybe <laughs> bad. Uh, bad, yeah. He's got, he's got some. Uh, he was 2007. It was the 2007 draft. Ye. Mm. Yeah. So that's Andrew Bogut. Mo oh, Williams, oh yeah. so Bogut. They had one and seven, and they went Bogut. No, I meant that Bucks team. Oh, oh, mm. oh yeah. Got it. Got it. 
Um, Andrew Bogut was earlier. The okay. The next one I had was um, Jarrett Culliver, who is like mm. maybe not in the league now, even though he was drafted like three years ago. Also seven. <laughs> He's a classic guy, and this happens all the time. I'm sure is I watched like four. Michigan college basketball games and one of them was Jared Culver putting like 24 on us and I was like this guy's a star <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the bias you have for players that play in the same conference yeah, that yeah. your team does yeah Malachi Richardson exactly I'm like this I, this guy I, scored on Franz Wagner <laughs> honestly the like the one of the best Midwestern names you could ever hope for Jared Culver. Yeah. I see. I, I have the opposite reaction of got some like Pac-12 guys. So I'm always a hater of all those players. Interesting. Like mm-hmm. I remember we put when I was at AC, we played UCLA and I was like, Zach Levine, who is this motherfucker? He's a shit. <laughs> and like first play of the game, he rips our point guard who was, had an unbelievable handle, rips him and just guns it down the court and takes off from the free throw line and dunks it. And I was like, I should, I should be quieter about this. <laughs> yeah. And don't the, tell nobody about that. Hate. The second one, I don't know if you guys could get, guess who it is, the player. So it was 2011. Okay. Pac-12 player. We, we went to play them. This player was suspended for a game and a half because they found weed in his car. OJ Mayo. No, what, that would have been too was, long ago. Oh. Yeah. 2011. What year was Clay drafted? Well, well done. It was Clay Thompson. Wow. So we wow. go into the game and we spent all this time scouting him. Like, he's not even going to play in the first half. This guy, how good could this guy be? Come on. Why are we doing this? And we were up like 13 at halftime, 15 at halftime. Clay came in, dropped 29 in the second half, and we won by one point. And I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking, he's a demon. Uh, so <laughs> I was right about that. <laughs> like, learning that is good for me, but didn't mean to interrupt you, Harry. Sorry. No. Oh, good. The, yeah. I mean, that's just Jared Culver. I hope, you know. Dude. What 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 happened to him? Did the, we got the Timberwolves? Yeah, he he might be out of the league, like starting now, like that. Yeah. his rookie contract just. Uh, uh, he was really low on the rotation, and every time he got in the game, I was like, "Dang, he yeah. was he was gonna be something." I was with you, yeah. The- There's something to be said about um, uh, basketball players from Texas being less successful than they should. Ned- didn't and know. maybe that's another investigation for the offseason. But I'm just saying. Lining them up. I kind of have those same feelings. Oh, this might hurt you, Harry. But Trey Burke. Like, I love. Yeah. I was a super fan of him in college. And I also thought he was just going to, like, steady, steady, steady point guard coming right off the bench for a team forever. And it's. I think he also got traded this offseason just like thrown in and that that's not what I wanted for him. Yeah. He falls into one of my junk science categories. But yeah, I mean I trade Trey Burke. I loved him. I he was a little you know, you're a superstar, you get a little uh, wary of them. Like I was scared that Trey Young wasn't gonna have a I mean Trey Burke was not gonna have a uh the career I wanted him to, so I kinda like hedged against myself. Mm, um smart. The the last one I'll say, which also speaks to homerism, is is uh, Jordan Bell. Um, when and it, and this is a thing that Long Warriors fans were guilty of, but I think everybody was guilty of, is if there was like a six eight guy who was just bad, they were like, "He's Draymond." 
Like, he's the next Draymond because he's not skilled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I was like, yes, dude, we got the next Draymond. Like, he can't shoot, he can't dribble, he can't pass. He's going to be so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For Jordan Bell, too, like, since they were winning all those games, he would come in for two minutes and score an important basket yeah. and the crowd would go wild and you're just like, wow, where did they find this gym? And it, you look at the box score and he had two points. Like, it, yeah. he didn't do that much. <laughs> I knew, I knew watching Oregon a good amount, I was like, mm-hmm. when people like, he's so good. Because I remember I had this argument with Justin Verrier, I think. And he's like, Jordan Bell is great. And I was like, bro, I've watched Jordan Bell for a long time. I <laughs> promise you, I know exactly what he is. He's fine. But like the, the Warriors, in my mind, I was worried the Warriors were gonna like fool someone into overpaying to get him, you know. So that was it. Should we do draft junk science? Mm. Okay, I have like yeah. something that is not technically um, scientific, but you can prove it based on you can't prove it. I guess actually, but it's like, true. A good one that's very common, but people say the NFL. It's like quarterbacks got small hands. Yeah. Can't draft a guy with small hands. It's like what? Who were but, they obsessed with <laughs> this last go round? Kenny Pickett. Yes. Fun fact: oh my, my hands are bigger than Kenny Pickett's. They literally would not, not stop talking about it. Me and my friends say like every time but, that they would say something, they'd make it sound like he had like. Absolutely, like, like <laughs> child hand on a regular <laughs> like, man's body. Yeah. Like, they were but, up, so upset by his hands. But so that's did, one of them. Yeah. Jordan. I did a whole video for uh, our football vertical jukes about this. And basically, like, the number, the the size thing on the low end does matter to a degree. The, the upper end does not. But, like, it'll be interesting. I hope he does well. I just think it'd be really funny if he does super well and everyone's been way off about this for forever. But yeah, yeah, it's we'll like see. such a yeah. It's so dumb. It's I mean maybe this it's a thing for basketball in terms of like big man big men can't shoot free throws because their hands are too big. Mm. So hmm. they have no. That's like that's why people say you could have put Shaq in the gym every second of every hour of every day and he never would have been able to shoot free throws yeah. well because his hands were too big mm-hmm. that is like a common thing that that's the reverse which i don't know why but i subscribe to that a little bit more it just sounds, but i don't know why now that right. i think about it yeah, yeah. sounds good sounds right was well, i mean it's um, there are a lot of guys like rondo fam- like has giant <clears throat> hands and has always been a bad free throw shooter so i, I think it's a, a thing that mm. they can point to a certain people but Okay. Um, I will what, play the audience of. of okay, this. yeah, we can like give you our. Great, okay, that sounds good. Harry, you have <laughs> a bunch. I have one that I really believe in. So uh, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, the the one that and yes, part of these I think is. I'll start with the obvious ones, which is the, like, second. Or like the least memorable Kentucky guard is always just buckets in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> like true. Tyrese Maxey, quickly, uh, Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's like, um, which makes sense because they have such an overwhelming amount of players that mm-hmm. are talented and dis- just disagree. do such a terrible job at like managing who should be in what role. I thought you were going to say. 
it makes sense because John Calipari has no idea what he's fucking doing. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah, does okay, not do bad. any, yeah, yeah doesn't right. do a good job of like managing who <laughs> is the most talented and should be placed in what position. And yeah. Another, <laughs> that's a good one. That is an- a good one. Another one I got, or would you want to go around or you want me to throw mine, all mine out? Throw, throw your yours out. Okay. Throw fire. The, the next one was, um, I've talked about this a little bit on the pod before, but Gonzaga, no juice. Like mm. they don't make NBA players. It's because it's a school for babies. And so it's like they get to the NBA and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. I've heard this so many times that I'm like, yeah, I believe this. Day, the other day, I, somebody brought up Gonzaga and I was like, it's a school for babies. <laughs> Just because I've heard it so many times from you. So it's Let's such see a good what day. Gonzaga yeah. players have been in the NBA. So the only, like Jalen Suggs hasn't been bad. They had Jeremy Pargo. They've had Atlantic. Adam Morrison, obviously. But Adam I will, Morrison. I will say Zach only men. Sabonis. Zach you Collins. should say men because it's Sabonis. on the women's side, yeah. Courtney Vandersloot, Gonzaga, amazing, going to be a yeah. Hall of Famer. So you should okay. specify. Just men's basketball. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie I, Turioff. Yeah. It's, it's kind that. of like <laughs> maybe they're over. There's too much promise going in. But I agree with the Gonzaga thing. I didn't. I didn't have like high, high hopes on Adam Morrison, but he was a dog in college. But they play lesser competition, so that kind of made sense. And then um, I still hold out hopes for Jalen Suggs to be good, but who knows? It does give me a little worry with with Chet because. Well, that's exactly yeah yeah. I I like Chet. I'm excited to see what happens. John Collins also went to Gonzaga. He did. It's on Real wow. GM. I didn't think that. I honestly didn't I did not that. know that. Interesting. Rui Hachimura. Like that yeah. Oh, Rui Hachimura. Okay. Um, the last one, and this is the kind of most complicated and hardest to approve, but all the players who are good in the SEC are bad in the NBA. And all the players who are bad in the SEC end up being good in the NBA. See, this is tough because UK is in the SEC. So you... Oh, minus UK. You might want to yeah, take yeah, UK, UK out of that. Like, I'm sorry. The, like... And actually, because I... The is, bad is SEC Texas Tech is, is Texas Tech SEC? Or are they Big Ten? I think it's Big Ten. What I really mean is, like, the southern belt of... The football like, schools. Random, exactly. Mm, the football yeah. schools. Yeah. The, um, quick asterisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Collins played for Wake Forest. So Real GM was wrong. Wikipedia was correct. Wow. That's so weird that they were that wrong about that. I know. I, they're Real GM. I wonder if it's a different John Collins. From... Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. I didn't know there were two. <laughs> no, I'm just, that's the only way that I could see them getting Yeah, and they're like, this, look, we're still waiting for him to grow up. He went to a baby school. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> really gosh. nothing we can do. <laughs> <laughs> nothing we can do. Okay. Um, I got nothing to support that one, but it feels true. Admiral Schofield, great SEC. Was KCP a great SEC player? Feels like it, right? He was at Georgia, KCP. Am I wrong? Mm, He's been a good good enough NBA player, but I'm pretty sure he was Georgia. I could be wrong. Let me uh, look it up on Wiki. Not real GM. Grant Williams would be... Oh, but he's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, but he was non-notable. That's an example of like... uh, So you had the first part of that right he was good i think at georgia i'm pretty sure he was like well he's for sure their best player but I, i'm pretty sure he was one of the better players in the conference that year I mean, um, probably. 
I think I'm trying to think what mine are for this. Um, I love this concept. The the two that come to mind are don't draft modern day kids in general. You want to talk about Ooh, a baby school? The modern day men <laughs> that come out. Now, usually the barrier of college siphons them away, but the Ware Twins came out of there. Famously, there was this really good trio, Kiala King, Tyler Lamb, and uh, what's the last guy's name? Gary, uh, Gary Franklin. Okay, all three of these kids, four or five stars, come out of modern day. They all ended up transferring and then transferring again. Out of them made it to the league. Uh, obviously, what's the guy's name? Um, Stanley Johnson made it to the mm. league, did not pan out. So that's that's my first one. The second one is uh, I don't believe in like rigid position stuff, except for around forwards, specifically like small, like small size forwards. If you cannot shoot and you're just a guy who collects rebounds, putbacks, and fills up the stat sheet that way, do not fucking draft this person. The great examples of this are Derek Williams, Jordan Hill. I, I never understood how people like trick themselves in like, bro, he, he cooks because he's stronger than everyone in college. He's just a little bigger, but that does not work in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. even to a degree, like no offense, but like Mo Wagner, I mean, like granted, he didn't go high, but like it was not, you know, when I was hearing Laker fans, fellow Laker fans being like, he's going to be a stud. It was like, <laughs> relax, relax on that a little bit. So yeah, that's mine. Those are good. Great job. No, thank you. Thank you. Um, mine I think. could be also applied to Syracuse, except I think worse. But basically, this is also something I've argued. Zach knows this. Um, I would say the two of you know this, like, to some lesser degree. But he's definitely seen me drunk way more times. Like, I <laughs> will get into a lot of arguments that I'm, like, pretty confident in. And then about halfway through, start to realize that maybe I wasn't fully thinking it out. This is one of those that I've worked out over many drunk argument nights. Um, I used to be very impassioned about this straight up. So I'll give you like the original parameters. There can never be more than two good UConn players in the league at one time. (laughs) So if you start to think this through, you're like, okay, in the... Late 90s, um, early 2000s, like Ray Allen, um, Ben Gordon. It starts to fall apart when you get to the like mid-aughts um, and your definition of good. Um, like you've got Rudy Gay. So there just th- some things filter in that you're, you know, whatever. I've The argument has been sort of picked apart a little bit, but not fully. So when you change it to great... We've then we've really got an argument. There can never be two good, sorry, two great UConn players in the league. And of course, this is specifically men's basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, w would fall apart. If fuck Gino <laughs> forever. Yeah, but this yeah. is exclusively men's. Um, so more recently, this would move to Kemba and Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Now, Kemba Walker is no longer a great player, which fortunately opens up the path for um, UConn guard Tyrese Martin to be drafted this year. I think that if you have room and you are in the second round, digging toward the bottom and you just want to, you know, take a chance, 
Um, spin the old ABBA record. Tyrese Martin is the way to go. It's the time. Do I like UConn? No. I have many ops who um, are from UConn, who've graduated from UConn, all those kinds of things. Uh, I genuinely, generally like do not support any of their teams or sports. Um, but that's my theory. And it's not bias from me not liking people um, associated with the University of Connecticut or UConn in all caps. <laughs> I like this I like, theory. The I still think too. the UConn theory holds up because to your point, you have Ray Allen and Rip Hamilton and Rip Hamilton starts Ooh. to fade when Ben Gordon gets to the league. And then Ray Allen falls apart when Kemba gets to the league. Now, whether Andre Drummond was ever great is neither here nor there. <laughs> But, right. Money will say but, otherwise. Yes, Deals will yeah, say otherwise. Point. But literally, Stan Van Gundy did not know what he was doing. So, yeah, I'm All with right. it. I love this theory. Thank it's you. also like UConn's been so bad lately. But I wonder, like, like that's so funny. Because I thought Shabazz, uh, Shabazz Napier, I thought mm-hmm. he would be good. Man, wrong about that. on him too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Lamb. I thought Jeremy Lamb. Another Jeremy one. Jeremy Lamb. See, Lost I never thought OKC that, shuffle. Not were, me. Yeah. I the la- going back. Sorry to go back, but the the players we were wrong about. I thought Jordan Poole would not be what Jordan Poole has been. Now, granted, Finals Jordan Poole is kind of the version I think he will always sort of be at. But like watching him at Michigan, I you would have these unbelievable nights, and then you, you go look at the box score the next night, and it's like three points. And he did that for a little bit when he first got the league, but the G League development thing really helped and. I think the situation is kind of perfect for him. Um, so I'll be curious where he fits in there, but I was wrong about that. He's a good player. That's Harry's favorite song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is Harry's favorite song. Yes. The, the Jordan uh, Poole is a great, a good player. Yes. 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 Yeah. He is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's mine. Where I am trying to think about. We're at 628. Any... Oh, yes. Oh, by the way. Should we do the drinking game real quick? Do you have time? Yeah, oh yeah. For drinking okay. games, of course. <laughs> so this is a drinking game for the draft. If you're listening to this and the drafts already happened, that's okay. There's one every year. So <laughs> drink away. For, yeah, I think mine are all pretty. They're not general. They're not specific to this year. Um, my first one is drink whenever it's very obvious that the player's mom doesn't like the player's girlfriend. I think this is a <laughs> yes! super easy tell. That um, was on mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Just very enjoyable, yes. like pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, I love that. And moms are usually correct, but mm-hmm. not always. So if you're mm. a player and you really like your girlfriend, you have to draw a boundary with your mom. I think that's appropriate too. But anyway, mm-hmm. just for the sake of this game, I do enjoy that mess. <clears throat> that's such a good one. That was that was on my list that's too. So what funny. what else is on your list, Jordan? Um, I also had one where if it was a mom or a grandma that after the name was called, just separately away from the crowd, just did a couple big jumps, <laughs> couple big jumps away <laughs> from the the group. <laughs> That's a that's worthy of a shot and celebration um, because it's always so good to see. Always so cute. My favorite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Has to be mom or grandmother, though. Extra points. <laughs> uh, mine. <clears throat> I like to play this to really ruin people's nights. So anytime 
on the broadcast, the words intangibles, IQ, or first step get mentioned. You got to drink on one of those. She's first sick. step. Oh, good you're luck. hammered. Oh, my good luck. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> those are really good, like, buzz. Yeah. I was trying those- to think of buzzwords that weren't necessarily, you know, like higher, lower, sleeper, whatever. And those yeah. are perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Going it- first step. To, I had a couple words similarly. Um, frame. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a uh, hot. And the modern NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are both great. Uh, and then the last one is, the, th- this is more specifically for tomorrow, but the or today, if you're listening to this right now, or maybe even in this exact second, if you're listening to this right now. The, <laughs> um, the top three seem to be set in stone. Or seem to be pretty set in stone. Oh, mm. set in stone. Yeah, just in, yeah. yeah. Just yep. set in stone. Yeah, anything set in stone. That's good. That's good. I also I like, like what you have here, Harry. Um, every time Kendrick Perkins mispronounce someone's name. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Prepared Which to unfortunately be, yeah, quite a bit. Um, and you might not even be familiar with the player, but you're going to know it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. You I'll let know. you know that. Yeah. Um, I... I think that it's a finish your drinker if it a player gets drafted and you can tell immediately that they are unhappy with the location in which they've been drafted. This is, you know, major callbacks to like Joel Embiid um, having that like very stone cold face. And they said that there was a tape delay, but I still don't know if I believe that. Um, Zach Levine saying fuck me under his breath after he got drafted <laughs> to the Wolves. That. Yeah, Alzheimer. So it doesn't have to be that extreme. You can always tell. So this one might be hard to get one of this because, like, we knew or Zion knew where he was going as soon as the lottery happened. So he had two months to practice his acting versus, like, in the moment when the lottery (laughs) happened, it cut to him and he looked sick that he had to go to New Orleans and not New York. It's just a different level of endorsement money coming in, too. But um, that'll be interesting. I love the draft. I appreciate you guys having me on, but like, I love the draft. I just struggle this year because like, I don't care about the teams at the top, even the top, all the teams in the lottery. Like it's kind of more fun if, you know, the Warriors or Lakers or I mean, the Knicks were supposed to be in it and they're so far out of it. It's just sort of like, God damn it. Well, and you lose the cinema when you lose the Knicks too, because their fans are so, that was another one on my um, list was drink whenever you see a, child booing or cussing but like that like <laughs> by definition a child not somebody who's just under 18 like i'm talking under 12 mm. um and you really miss out on that when the knicks aren't there so yeah 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 the fanfare <laughs> uh, yeah. does anyone have any more i had um so on the knicks line i had you know somehow and this is part of the new york magic but no matter where the Knicks draft, I do feel like the whole draft ends up, or like a consistent through line for the draft ends up being Knicks fans being upset. And so I do think it's like drink anytime a Knicks fan in your life seems upset about the draft. Mm. <laughs> but they are upset. Like they're so upset and devastated. And like, this is the end of everything. Our team always does this, blah, blah, blah. 6 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, yeah. You wake up Kevin and they're like, Knox. actually, I've been thinking about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. he is the answer. <laughs> oh that happens every single God. year. Like, every they're convinced time. this is the missing key that was going to unlock everything. And it could be a fucking nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I love oh. those fans. Oh, every time. 
I'm going to go fashion wise. Um, I feel like there's there's an all white ensemble almost every year or some type of monochrome look. So maybe maybe take a couple shots if you see that walking down the catwalk or when someone's I, accepting. I, I mean, it, this is again a dangerous one, but if you do the like anyone that shows their suit lining, oh, that gets dangerous. Yeah. Those everyone's does that now, which yeah. is good. I mean, I think it's a fun way to incorporate something cool, but that's yeah. probably a dangerous one. Double shot if it's uh, initials. If you if their initials are. Yeah. Also a part of the pattern. I hate <laughs> of it. The I think they're so tacky. <laughs> I, hate I hate it too. I hate, I hate linings that are like things. It's not a toy. It's not. It's fashion. <laughs> I wonder who has the worst. <laughs> what are you doing? The <laughs> the the best draft day fit to worst NBA career ratio. The mm. one that comes to mind is oh, bowl bowl. Absolutely. Oh, unreal outfit, and I didn't like the outfit. Oh, I love the wow! Got the, the that might be a story there. I might have to research that one. Yeah, that's, that's a fun. that's a good video because everyone, everyone, <laughs> and everyone has done the like worst draft fits, but best fit, worst career. Mm. That's that'll do some numbers. So yeah. that's a, that's a good call. So I pay her the big bucks. Mm. <laughs> Zach, thank you for coming on. Of course, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Zach. Can't wait to see you in Vegas. I know. It'll be very, very fun. Can't wait.